What up, everybody? Welcome to The Wrap with Maz and friends. C. Black in the big seat for Maz. Maz is on vacation today. Instead, my uh, my buddy Joe Abramson, kind enough to hang out with us. Joe, most What's notable up, been, uh, statistician <laughs> for the Pistons for a number of years. The good-looking guy. Oh man! Well, that's George Blah. That's George. And that's Greg Kelser. Yeah, the guys. I, <laughs> yeah, those are my. Yeah, those guys. They're the ones on camera. If there's a reason. Uh, doing stuff for MLB. Doing stuff for uh, for Fox for the Lions. Uh, our Detroit Lions and Wayne State. Wayne State. Wayne State football and basketball. State, Wayne, right. Now that I, I do you. the yeah, talking, man, so yeah, you get to see. I, I see you doing your thing. Yeah, they're, they're re-airing the games. Got to watch something. There's only so many yes, poker tournaments yes. people can watch. How are you handling all this, man? Are you staying busy? Yeah, you, know, you know, trying to take care of work. Side, you got to miss it. Yeah, sports. I have not much to do. I've helped. Uh, actually, a guy who's writing a book about the '89 NBA season. Who I, he interviewed me, so that was kind of cool. Um, which made me do a little research. And some of the, uh, you know, when Fox Sports Detroit was showing some of the old Pistons Finals games, yeah. they were doing some uh, pregame shows. On, I think just on Facebook Live, but George was on him, so I was helping just do some research for George with that, and I was, and he's calling me going, "Do you mind doing this?" And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? I'd love to have something to do right now, so please, you know, let me do some work." So listen, man, we uh, I was asking you because again, you had a front row seat. Mm-hmm. Uh, this whole last dance thing has literally set this city yeah. on fire, especially fans. Detroit. I mean, this became Detroit. people get mad. People get mad. <laughs> And joining us, uh, kind enough to join us, uh, one of our, our locals, our locals made good, Jay Scott from KYW in, uh, in Philadelphia. What's going on, man? Clarence Black, it's a pleasure to talk to you, brother. Hey, man, this good is... Good to talk to you, good to talk to my people back home. And especially to, to hear Joe, because I've heard his name for so many years on Pistons games, it's just good to hear the voice. <laughs> To finally, to finally put the voice to a guy who's got so much distant history behind him. Well, listen, yeah. man, thank you. Thank you for joining hey, us. Hey, man, are you, do you go to uh, Pat's or Gino's or Jim's? <laughs> I mean, you're not supposed to go to Pat's or Gino's Correct. unless you're a tourist. I've learned that in the five years <laughs> that's, that's, I, I, I hit Iskabibbles a few times. That place is great. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is where See, I am on South Street. Anybody who's ever lived there, I had a friend who went to Temple who said yeah. the same thing. He says, man, he said, if you're local, you don't go to those two places. It's Jim's or Tony Luke's or someplace in some neighborhood who some local will tell you <laughs> exactly. about. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right, exactly. So, I, I, live in, I live in West Philly now, and it's kind of the same thing where you just start to hunt for one of your spots. <laughs> yeah. Jay, let me ask you, man. You're, you're a Detroiter. What's your take on... The last dance, and did it uh, did it rouse some emotions up in you? I mean, the last dance, what it did was, objectively speaking, it was an amazing piece of film. It was, but in terms of riling things up, it just confirmed what we knew since we were. Because I, I, I'm I'm 40 years old. It's confirmed what I've known since I was eight about those bulls, <laughs> <laughs> more than anything else. That's what it kind of confirmed. I mean, we know that Jordan's a fierce competitor, but we also we also learned some things about him. This, he's not the nicest guy to deal with, and the 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 piston he owes the Pistons everything because they made him the man he is, and that's why he hates them so much because they were the one thing that didn't lay down for him like everything else did. So I took pride in the fact that he hates the Pistons, and every day that. Excuse me. Every day that I see video of them walking off the floor at the palace, I still remember that like it was yesterday, that Memorial Day in '91 when they walked off the floor. 
I liked it then, and I was 11. <laughs> I love it even more. So, li- listen, I, 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 I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, see, Joe. So, Joe is emotionless, Jay. And that's why I wanted you on, man. Because Joe is, Joe is not a fan. I am a fan. I loved it then. I love it now. Instead of ducking his head down, I wish Isaiah would have threw a few punches. I remember the stuff that, that Phil Jackson and Jordan said about the city. And that's what I mean. Just as a city kid, man, I it just made me re-hate these damn bulls again. Um, I will say this, though. It, it was two – at the end of the day, it's two players. It was Lambeer and Isaiah. Yes. Because I've – and I'm not yes. going to throw any of my guys under the bus that said it, but more than one player from the Pistons that year – has made it a point to t- remind me that, hey, man, I wasn't part of that. I didn't do that. I didn't walk off. Whether it was because they were still in the game or maybe in the locker room because they had already gotten hurt in the first half of that game but just weren't out there. But there were guys, not everybody was on board with that, the guys that were really mad and ones that took it most personally. And they were the two most invested. They were yeah. the two longest tenured players on that team and the two leaders. So, yeah, that, that hurt a little bit. Uh I still and Isaiah's even said he had probably shouldn't have done it. So, <laughs> so Jay, you're yes. the you're. I love that Lambeer. Lambeer stands behind. Oh, Lambeer! Yes. No, Lambeer will will he'll die on that hill. <laughs> <laughs> that is, <laughs> Jay. You're on you're on Twitter. I see you posting, man. When this whole thing went down, I was I was I was retweeting you. I was liking everything that you that you were putting out. In terms of of Isaiah's response, and Isaiah has Isaiah is still clapping back on social media. If you look at this, and and I guess if you had to put it a Isaiah or Jordan, who do you think, just again, based on based on what you you are seeing and hearing, who do you think is maybe getting the the best of this Isaiah v. Jordan 2020? Initially, Jordan. Now that we're about two or three weeks clear, it's Zeke. Really? Because we saw the rest we saw the rest of that of that documentary. And we're starting to hear the Horace Graham stuff and how some of the Bulls players didn't care for how they came out in that. And this also has kind of become a bit of a referendum, <clears throat> I'm sorry about that, a referendum on on Isaiah's career. And people start to are taking a second look at the player that Isaiah was, and you're starting to see it little by little that there was a bit more, that people who didn't see Isaiah play and they only associated him with walking off or the stuff with the Knicks or but they knew he was a good player. They didn't realize how he was an icon in Detroit. Like he, he's, and he's, an, and he's one of the five best to play that position of point guard ever. Oh, easily. And that's where now people are getting that second look at Isaiah's career and the stuff that he did. And yeah, it wasn't always everyone. And, and, and obviously, Joe can speak to this better than I can. But I know that Isaiah didn't always have the greatest, the greatest reputation. <laughs> no. too. But. <laughs> As a player, and as and just the individual that he is, he looks better every day that something else kind of comes out about this whole thing. But initially, oh, Isaiah was getting destroyed. Yeah, you know, and I it, think it bothered me too because that was my guy. Isaiah has always been my guy. You know, the guy I feel bad for. Day, he's my guy. I was gonna say the guy I feel bad for in all this though is Stockton because he didn't do anything. And John Stockton, <laughs> John Stockton is top five point guards as well. And you know, I told Clarence on the previous show. Isaiah made an All-NBA team five times in his career, and the last one was in 87. It's kind of surprising when you look it up, but never made All-NBA after 87. Stockton made All-NBA 11 times. That guy was legit, so it wasn't like, yeah. you know, it wasn't like Bimbo Coles got that job. It was, it was a 
pretty darn good player. And you know what? They won the gold medal. So if they lose the gold medal, I think it's a bigger argument. But they won, so you move on. Isaiah was a tenacious leader on that team, just like Jordan was. And I remember reading some stuff about Jordan before the last dance premiered. And he had said to the director that what made him hesitant before agreeing to it was, he said, I don't think people are going to like me too much when they see this because they're going to see the warts and all that. Now, I had a good friend on that team, a guy I went to high school with, B.J. Armstrong. So I was a unique person around the Pistons in that if they weren't going to win a title, then I wanted the Bulls to win. So when they got beaten 91, I was in their locker room 20 minutes later talking to BJ saying, dude, this ain't enough. You got to win. You got, you got to go beat the Lakers. That, this is, forget this. So I was happy for him. Now, he yeah. would tell me stories about Michael. And even the year before, he says, you know, watch late in the game. This was in 90, right? So they're not, they're not there yet. He goes, watch late in the game. He only passes to one guy. He only passes to Paxson. When he starts to trust the rest of us, watch out. Well, dang, next year, yeah. suddenly he starts passing to other guys because Scotty Pippen grew up, Horace Grant grew up. And uh, by the way, the Horace Grant, I will tell you a story I had heard from two different people because I know that they're not getting along right now. I don't know that they ever got along because Jordan in the show says it was just the Pistons that made him get in the weight room. I had always heard that the first thing that got him in the weight room was that Horace Grant could beat him at weightlifting and it was one of the few things he couldn't beat anybody Urban at legend, yeah. and he was like dang i'm not getting beat by anybody because michael wasn't a workout guy for all the commercials he did his second year in the league some company came to him and wanted to do a fitness and nutrition video and jordan jokingly said well i hate to tell you my my off-season workout consists of driving through mcdonald's on the way to the golf course <laughs> and he's like, you know, Michael didn't work out. All of a sudden, you know, somebody challenged his manhood and he got strong. And I think the Pistons did have something to do with it, too. But, uh, you know. So, Jay, as we – go ahead. I was, just, I was just thinking when, when you when – you I'm listening to you tell this story and I'm just, I feel like I'm just sitting right there. This is just so cool <laughs> to hear that story, too. It's – I don't know if you guys have talked about it or not, but I would love to know what you guys make of this whole thing about Chuck Daly kind of saying he didn't want Isaiah on that dream team either. I ne- I'm just wondering what you, because you, you're much closer to that yeah. than I am. I'm just so, curious about that. I'll like, say this. What, what do you make of that? The, the- of all things, there's not much that I'll hear that I heard on The Last Dance that I hadn't heard before or in anything else that's come up surrounding it like that. That one's new. That one is absolutely that one, new. That one I can tell you never as, heard it. As good as Isaiah's great on TV. Oh yeah. Isaiah does not lose his shit on TV. No. That was the one that rattled him a little bit. On ESPN, he yeah. rattled under that one and he, he and he had to keep the smile. But in his eyes, it almost he was almost like now, I, I, Chuck ain't here, so I'm not gonna say anything. Now, now, but he knows? looked like he looked like rattled in now, the eyes about that. Now one. and I'll play and Chuck can't defend himself and the guys yes. and, and beyond that. The person who was closest to Chuck was Matt Dobek, rest in peace, not here to defend it either. So the two people that know the most can't say anything. I do remember people kind of semi-joked about when, uh, you know, Chuck got the the gig coaching the Dream Team going, man, how's he going to handle all those egos? And everybody around the Pistons went, man, there's not a team player on that team with as big an ego as Chuck. (laughs) Well, (laughs) because he did have one. I don't know if, you know, similar to the way I think Bill Belichick is looking forward to the football season this yeah. year just to see what he can do without his guy. 
maybe Chuck wanted to see what he could do without his guy. I don't know. That's the only argument I can come up with, and I'm just speculating there, but I had never, ever heard that Chuck didn't want Isaiah before. So, Jay, how did this play, how did this whole last dance, specifically kind of the bad boys, the reintroduction of, the, of those Pistons, how did this play in, in Philly, man? Philly's a rough, and, a rough and tough city, you know, and they came close with, uh, with you know, those AI teams. How did this play there? Philly's always had a respect for, like, the bad boys. Because Detroit and Philly are so alike in so many ways that people get – plus, they, uh, there is a certain disdain, a slight disdain for Jordan out here, too. They respect Jordan more than, obviously, do in Detroit. But <laughs> they kind of looked at that where they look at the bad boys, and a lot of times they think of some of these Philadelphia Eagle teams, or especially the one that won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Like They look at some of the Eagle teams, some of those Philly teams that were really tough, really kind of rugged, the Fixer teams. People dig the bad boys out here because this is still another one of those a different generation is seeing and really getting to know them for the first time. Or they've only seen it from that lens. That's why whenever somebody, especially during the episode where the bad boys came up, I made it a point to keep pointing out that there is a 30 for 30 on the bad boys <laughs> that you should go see. They had their say first, as actually. As, yeah. Maz, as Maz as used to first, say, the first one. <laughs> before the last dance came out, you could typically find it on at about 3.30 in the morning, as Maz used to say. Yeah. <laughs> it would have it on all the time. I'd be in studio on air out here, and I would see I would, it, would, it would be on one day. And I would make sure one of the TVs in the studio had it on there. It's just, I, people have this, they have this idea of the bad boys, and there had always been this Jordan-led and slightly NBA-led narrative about them. When you see that, I would always say, go back and watch the bad boys, because that will explain some of this. That fills in the gaps here. Well, Joe, I want to ask you. You don't have nothing but love yeah. for them. So, so Jay, and, and you jump in, Joe, I want to ask you, of the team that I feel like got the most kind of just like toss aside i mean they say oh they acknowledge okay the pistons were tough or whatever whatever bad but they they acknowledge okay yeah they were champions but people just look over the rockets like they look they just completely just gloss you know, over you talk about asterisks Really? Oh. <laughs> and you know what? And one of my are you serious? And, a, and one of my are other you good friends was on one of the teams earl kiriton not nah, here's the deal they were great. No question. And getting to the finals happens whether there's a Michael Jordan or not. Right, yeah. So that first go-around, they get through there, and they go seven with the Knicks. And, man, oh, man, that was great. And what Akeem did was unbelievable. And the next year, hey, they backed it up. And they took they eliminated Shaq and the Orlando Magic. And right, right when you thought Orlando might be building something until Shaq decides to go to L.A., the Rockets were pretty darn good, and people do forget about Akeem. And I will say this, my— the guy I went to high school with, B.J. Armstrong, I saw him being interviewed recently, and they were talking about who's the best player of all time. And he brought up two guys that uh, you and I have talked about. He says, maybe not quite in that category, but man, oh, man, nobody talks about them enough is Tim Duncan and Akeem Olajuwon. Yes. And you oh, know what yeah. it is? They're two guys that weren't those fiery leaders. Yeah. They weren't. And you didn't have to be. You know, was Jordan a fiery leader? Yes. Isaiah, yep. Bird, Magic. Kobe, yes, tenacious, fiery, all that stuff. I think that gets overblown sometimes. You know what they also all have in common? They're really good at basketball. <laughs> talent. <laughs> it's talent. <laughs> so Jay, let me let me ask let me ask out. you, man. Yeah. It's same thing. I look at this and everybody just the documentary just completely washes over the Rockets. Yeah. Which I mean, you look at the ninety four and ninety five Rockets, I mean, they were just tough. Yep. They were, and that's the, the, 
especially the 95 Rocket team is almost kind of underappreciated. They were a sixth seed in the West. They didn't have home court right, in a single right. series. And they still swept. And end up Because it wasn't just Orlando, because I think they beat Phoenix. They beat, I think, one of the last really good Barkley teams yep, in Phoenix. Yeah. They beat them along the way, too. Well, you know, they beat San Antonio. They, they ran through a really difficult West and then swept Orlando. I mean, everyone think about the, the Nick Anderson free throw thing in game one, but they came all the way back and Kenny Smith with these big shots. That was, I always thought that it would have been cool to have seen one of those rocket teams go up against the Bulls. Well, all they had I to do was make the finals. Been, just make the finals in 96 then. Make it in 96 or, or somehow get around was, Orlando in 95. West was good. Was oh, that's team. right. You know, that rocket team, that second it, one, is kind of like the second Miami Heat title team of yeah. the, not, well, the third, I guess, if you count that one from 06. Right. The Rockets win and add an all-time great in Clyde Drexler, just like the Heat win and add Ray Allen. Yeah, it's like, man, you're that good, yeah. and you just had to go do that. And man, it just takes you to another level. <laughs> it's, it's, that's the that's the thing is that those Rockets, and they, I'm sure they're due someone to talk about those two years, like really get in depth and talk about those two years and the Jordan thing. I, I can see the point where they don't bring up the Rockets because they didn't actually cross paths with the Bulls. You know what's funny? You they know how ended up being treated like a placeholder, which is really kind of messed up. Horrible, were, man. They, I just they had a. T- yeah, I just thought of something. Run that was really, really good. You want to talk about how he just Jay just reminded me of a Sports Illustrated cover that reminds me of just how disrespected they were. But it also has to do with probably Michael leaving the league and the popularity. You know, Michael. I always talk about the uh, the mom test. You know, there's only a few athletes that your mom knows. Right. Your mom's heard of LeBron, Kobe, Michael. But your mom doesn't know Kim Olajuwon. Your mom doesn't know. You know, it's just one right. of those things. Yeah. So there wasn't that player. And Sports Illustrated in '94 did a. The NHL is hot on the top with the New York Rangers, and the NBA is not with the Houston Rockets winning the title oh. on the bottom. So they win a title, and they get the, <laughs> you know, oh. that's how disrespected and forgotten that team is. It's, it's really unfair. They got the Stanley They got the Stanley Cup champion treatment, really. Yeah. Because aside from when the Red Wings won the Cup champ, usually got yeah. like second fiddle. And really, did the Red Wings get that treatment anywhere but Detroit? Yeah. I mean, it's not like they were making co- covers of Sports Illustrated when they were winning. Other than on a you know souvenir issue, so Jay, if if yeah, NBA, I think maybe ninety seven, but that would have been it. Yeah, I don't know. If NBA basketball comes back, it won't impact us here much in Detroit, but they're <laughs> they're in Philadelphia with Embiid and Simmons. What are what is everybody talking? What are they what do they think prospects are for this abomination that might be the rest of the NBA, whatever you want to call it, from the House of the Mouse in Orlando? <laughs> well, we we talked to Brett Brown recently. And he's he pretty much said that he's ready. They've been staying in contact, but they haven't been able to do a lot. But they expect to get have both of those guys back, both Simmons and Embiid back. Have they been doing daily checks on Embiid's way? I mean, Tell you, man, he comes back six minutes Eastern Conference Final. Kevin Durant <laughs> right, going up yeah. against Ben Everybody's Simmons. Like, he's like Brett Brown's <laughs> like I'm ready, and Embiid come back with Fat Burger in, in a bag of Fat Burger. Like yeah, I'm ready too. Three fifty. Now it'll be a lot of Jim Steaks. <laughs> <laughs> it is, and a lot of a lot of <laughs> a lot of Tony Luke, and, and they their thing. I, I think with Brown is that he feels they've got a shot, and he he said repeatedly this team was made for the playoffs more so than the regular season. Where they're the type of team where they can linger around four, five, six, just get us in. And they because they were five, they're tied for I guess they're technically six. They're tied with the Pacers if this thing restarts. His idea is. If we can get give them this time off, let them heal up. He's said that they're still working out, even if they're not as a team. They're still in shape, and they're still kind of staying ready out there. 
I don't know if the Sixers can turn this, but who knows what this will look like when they get back. There's, there's no rhythm. They're going to need to do a, re, a kind of a re, re-up here where guys are going to be healthy. I guess when we finally get to see Stephen Simmons more so because they're so down on him out here because of his ability to shoot. And Well, I mean, it's not that it's that a big part of the game. I mean, yeah, it works for Jason Kidd. Yeah, yeah, Simmons I mean. is a, yeah, Simmons is kind of like a weird Jason Kidd type of thing going on, which you can't, you can't <laughs> be his size and be a Jason Kidd yeah. type of offensive and, player. It and, doesn't work. Kidd eventually learned to shoot, too. <laughs> that would help. Yeah. I, it was so crazy to me because I didn't realize that I, I paid a pretty good amount of attention to the Sixers. I don't know why it never registered with me that he'd never hit a three in a regular in a regular season game. Ever. Until think, yeah, he finally hit a couple this year, yeah. but like two. Yeah. So two. Yeah, he hit two. And it was it always said this guy is like he's so much untapped potential, but yet he's so obvious when he's good, he's great. But then he can turn just turn into this non factor on the floor for a guy who has all that ability and that's what drives people in Philly crazy because it doesn't take much to get you booed in Philadelphia anyway. Heard that. That's <laughs> a rumor. Yeah. That guy with, with that ability that they Philly wants something from him, but I'm also feeling like if if this thing doesn't go right even as wacky as this playoff could be, the the trade Simmons, which has already started out here on Sports Radio in Philadelphia, is gonna is gonna become like a bowl. Are, are you telling me this is up short. so you're saying this is Embiid's team? I mean, whose team is it, they Jay? Look at it like, it's, that's the thing. It looks more like Embiid's team because Embiid, when he plays, he makes more noise. You know whose team it is? It's whoever and they he, trade Simmons for. Oh, it's whatever superstar comes to town. Remember how <laughs> Phoenix so? became Charles Barkley's team? Yeah. It's whoever they get for this, him if they trade him. This team was Jimmy. It was honestly Jimmy Butler's team before he yeah. left. So this atrocity, this atrocity of a college or a basketball playoff that you're not liking. I just want to ask you this though, because I it's not it, grand, it's not the same. But college basketball, which you follow a lot more than I do, yeah, love. It. Do you know how you win a college basketball championship? You go on a six game winning streak. That's all. Yeah. That's it. Yes. And you got to just six game winning streak. I've always said there is nothing more overrated than yes, making the random. final four. There's a randomness to it. Making wanna, the final four is a four game winning streak. You but do I that get, in March. So Jay George this Carl, George Carl, that. and both Shaq came out and said, "Look, man, it, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. Great idea, got it. Like it, too much time has passed. This is not going to be an NBA champion. Make it a tournament. Whatever you want to do, call it. Call it a day. Do you think the NBA?" is making the right call by saying, by just putting something out there to try and finish this thing up. I see only for, I mean, only for continuity's sake, I can see why they do it, but by every measure, it doesn't make sense. Because like you just said, it's, you're basically, you're taking these teams out of the game for maybe three months, three and a half months almost. There's you're one measure. Drop them back in in June, give them, give them two weeks, three weeks maybe to get ready. You put them back in by July, that's four months. We're all again. Really, all it takes is the team that's in the best shape, or the team that gets hottest. Which you could see a 1999 New York Knicks scenario. Mm-hmm. That's always something like that, where they see yeah. goes on some wacky run and ends up playing for a championship, quote unquote. And whoever wins it, this is going to be the gigantic asterisk in and like LED lights over the top. Like they won the title, but not really. And God forbid if a team, if LeBron, if the Lakers win it and LeBron gets that championship, they won't have a parade. Jordan LeBron <laughs> going insane. <laughs> they, he didn't win a real championship. That one doesn't count. That one's fake. They're going to drop. 
that that argument will go for 15 years. Drop confetti on an empty arena? Oh, <laughs> killing me. But you know what? Ratings <laughs> are ratings. Me. And the ratings of the last dance yeah, show you that people will watch. Yeah. And that golf thing they did the other day had 6 million viewers. So you know hey, what? We're going to watch. Jay, listen, man. Before I get out of here, I'm, I'm up against it. Uh, when are we going to get you home, man? Who's, who's going who's gonna to be the winner of the Jay Scott sweepstakes? Who's, who's, who's going to get you back to your hometown to do your thing, man? You know, give up those cheesesteaks? Hell yeah. Get this boy a Coney. Get him a Coney. Someone put some money on the table. I'll actually come home. Clarence has it. Every day. I don't, I don't hide that. I miss home every day, man. When the Tigers came out here last year, as bad as they were, I, I had full Tiger gear on in the office while they were playing the hey, well, look. When, they, when the Lions beat the Eagles, they couldn't stand me when the Lions won that game, and I walked back in the studio. Well, look here, man. You, Renaissance High School, MSU, uh, I yes, love sir. you, man. Thank you for joining us. We'll get you back on again. Hey, anytime, man. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. My man, thank you, brother. You and I have been doing this a while, man, and we always talk about the club. And I know you talk about it being overrated, man. I just, I love, I love that when you get one, when you get one of your own out there doing this thing, but still representing the city, man. It just well, that's why um, you don't need to join the club. Yeah, because he's got his club. You know what I'm saying? That's where I'm like, it. It's good. It's good doing it your own way. Yes. Hey, man, thank you for joining me. Hey, thanks this, for having this me. Stuff, hey, look, this stuff flies by. Um, thank you to Angel and David behind the glass, Jay Scott from KYW in Philly, um, Detroit Renaissance, MSU, local kid, man, one of the men here. And I say kid, dude's like my age, but he's uh Well, you're a kid, too. I've, I've played too. golf yeah, with you. you so old. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And thank you, man. <laughs> I, I still can't believe you want this damn abomination of an NBA thing. But that's, hey, that's neither here nor Some there. Some basketball's better than you. no basketball. Um, I, I just put this in your ear right now. Catch your breath, find some space. Thank you to everybody. Hey, oh boy. <laughs> we'll see you next time on the wrap with Maz and friends. First responders, we love you. Thank you for what you're doing. Everybody else, stay safe.